Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the third episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm here with my friends Aaron and Justin, and we're How's here going, to break guys? down. That's okay. You can interrupt me, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to give me. Start. I thought you were going to give me time to say how's it going, but apparently not. That, yeah, that would have been that would have been nice of me, more professional, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been. Uh, we are your well, co-hosts. I just knew you wouldn't be that nice, so I didn't say. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we wasted 35 seconds on that. <laughs> uh, this is the third episode breaking down week four of Alabama and Auburn, their games, along with the rest of the SEC and the college football landscape. And we're going to start off with just a little bit of a rehash of what all we saw today. So what's the what, when you think of uh, every, all the games we saw today, Justin, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um. Well, I mean, this isn't, you know, an SEC team, but Notre Dame proves they're the same old team. They don't win the big games. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, they they came up short today. They put up much more of a fight than I thought they were going to. Yeah, that was that was going to be my argument on it. Um, usually they get they don't only win not win the big games; they get blown out in the big games. So. Well, but still, I mean, they had their chances this game. Yeah, they don't they don't finish, but um, a loss is a loss. So, I did I did think they performed much better. They're much more relevant this year than they have been in previous yeah, years. Yeah, because they they finally opinion. have a good they finally have a good quarterback. We're gonna get into that more a little bit in a minute. But when I think of today, I think about the fighting Harbaugh's at Michigan going down today <laughs> in embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Fashion. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, an absolute beatdown. Just a Even Shea Patterson, Shea Patterson got benched because he was so bad. And the only reason he got put back out there against Wisconsin was because McCaffrey got injured. Yeah. Yep. So. I think about uh, Jonathan Taylor running for over 100 yards in the first mm-hmm. quarter. Yeah, and you probably finishing with over 200, and he didn't play for half. The years. most yeah. ever Wisconsin, Wisconsin running back has gotten in a, in a game against Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's a top. You probably five also think right about the. Uh, if he was healthy the whole game, he would have gotten close to breaking the most rushing yards in a game. Yeah, yeah he had really. to leave a little bit for cramps. They also probably think about UCF, America's team. Oh, that was the actually that <laughs> might be the best part today. of it. Going Pitt, down to that Pitt. was part of Pitt was America's yeah, I, team this week. <laughs> I, I told you, I told you Pitt would come to play, and sure enough, you did. You actually called uh, both Utah and I uh, did. So it was a. UCF losing this week. It was week. a pretty good week. I was hoping Notre Dame would pull it out tonight, but it was a pretty good week. Two for three is pretty good. So. Yeah. Uh, but we're just going to get right into it then. So we're going to start out with a little bit of Twitter news with Aaron Patterson. Oh, yeah. So. Get closer to the mic a little bit. This. Okay. So, well, I guess I'll keep it football related to begin with. Okay. And we're going to go with my. One of my favorite tweets, and it says UFC will not hold their own par- uh, parade at Disney World this year. <laughs> Breaking news! <laughs> and I'm so excited for that. I just, it was quite a joy to see them lose to Pitt today. Yeah, yeah I, I don't it. think they'll be uh, making any wild uh, championship claims this year. No, and and so honestly, I could one. see. Well, I'm I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I honestly see them losing at Cincinnati, too, in a couple of weeks, especially after today. Yeah, they did not look good today, so that could very well happen. 
my second favorite tweet of the day was, um, well, I don't know if it was my second favorite, but another good one was the large, or it's talking about uh, Sanford's, Stan, Sanford Stadium, Georgia Stadium, being sold out, the largest crowd in Georgia Stadium, and it was retweeted and said the largest gathering of people who haven't seen a national championship since the 1980s. <laughs> Pretty good, and it's accurate too. <laughs> yeah, so, that was a big oof. And one of those teams will definitely not see it this year because <laughs> Notre Dame is out of the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah there's no way they make think, it. No, yeah. I don't think they fight their way back in. No, this I was their best opportunity, having, especially without a, con- a conference championship. There's no yeah. way to, that. That's exactly what I was about to say. That is already just doesn't and, sit well with the committee, and it's going to hurt them this year. Even with Michigan on the schedule, now that's looking like that's not even going to be a good win if they beat them the way Michigan has looked. Yeah, not nearly as good as it sh- it could have been. So still, it could be a very tough game. But, yeah, it could. Uh, they're they're out of the picture, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, as an Alabama fan, this this hurts a little bit, but it's a good tweet nonetheless. Oh. So, this one was from Reddit College Football on Twitter, and it says... Great account. It says, it's just hard to tell how good Clemson really is when they schedule cupcakes they can beat by four-plus scores, like Charlotte and Alabama. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's a good tweet. Yeah, that was pretty good. Charlotte Charlotte today put up about as much of a fight as Alabama. Oof. (laughs) This is... 100% 100% my favorite tweet of the day from Arizona Athletics. This was incredible. Oh, yeah. Justin, did you see this? I did not. Oh, my God. It reads, this is a weird tweet to type, but the petting zoo scheduled for Arizona soccer tonight just called. The goats and sheep escaped at a previous event and are currently being chased through the streets of Tucson. The zoo is still happening? Question mark. <laughs> Maybe postponed a bit. Dot, 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 question mark. This is all we know. <laughs> so that's the actual Arizona Athletics. That's at 6.40 p.m. Account. They tweeted that out. <laughs> at 7.55 p.m., Arizona Athletics. Update. The goats have been found. <laughs> what in the world? Still unsure if that was those, relevant or how. Those tweets why? got more of a response than anything Arizona has ever posted on <laughs> this Twitter. This is putting them on the map. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for a beautiful segment today, Aaron. Yes, that was Some great. Good tweets. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the boring game of the day again. Alabama uh, beating up on Ooh. Southern Miss, forty-nine to seven. No surprises. Tua Tagovailoa, seventeen for twenty-one, had uh, was it more touchdowns than incompletions, or was it I close? Today it was. So more he touchdowns. had five touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So he Tied had one more touchdown again. that he had incompletions. Yeah. Uh, 17 for 21, 293 yards. Just and he didn't play for. Uh, uh, he was taking out third quarter. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mid, late third quarter. Yeah, he at least played mid the third to late quarter. third quarter. Yeah. So pretty pretty good stats to put up today. Najee Harris 14 carries on 110 yards, and Henry Ruggs with four receiving well, four receptions and 148 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah, they tore it up. So, Tua, uh, I found this stat. He has almost as many touchdown passes as he does in completion. 17 touchdown passes this season. 
and just 25 incompletions. And uh, before the Notre Dame game, he had more passing touchdowns than both Boise State and Notre Dame combined. Which are both it's crazy. two undefeated teams going into today. Yeah. So it wasn't just bad teams. Yeah, and Boise State uh, still undefeated, uh, beating up on Air Force Friday. Yep. You had Najee with 14 carries and 110 yards, and Henry Ruggs with four receptions on 148 yards and two touchdowns. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I just don't know how you guard Ruggs. Yeah, so uh, not much to say there except that Alabama did take care of business today. Um, They look a little more solid all around the ball. Of course, uh, easier opponent than last week, but – they're not going to have a tough test next week. No, not with Old Miss. They might as well no. be another Southern Miss 2.0. Yeah, and that's basically what it is. So, uh, yeah, but that's okay. We're going to go on. Uh, we're going to go through some of these other games before we get to Auburn, which we'll talk about the most. But um, we'll just skip through a few of these. We'll start out with Notre Dame and Georgia. Georgia pulling it out there at Sanford Stadium, 23-17. to Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Mostly due to Ian Brooke not being able to get it done and the rushing oh, game gosh. to be obsolete. Yeah, Notre Dame has no rushing game. It was so hard to watch. And, I mean, that's another reason you can put in the Notre Dame losing because you have to you throw it on Ian Book to win the game. And as you can see, he couldn't get it done. Yeah, just really one-dimensional here. Uh, Ian Brooke, he went 29 for 47. He had 275 yards and two touchdowns. But he had two interceptions that really killed them. And uh, Jones Jr., their leading rusher, uh, had 21 yards. Mm. Nine carries. Yeah. yeah, nine carries, 21 yards. So his longest was six. So they were just so one-dimensional. Um, and the fact that they stayed in that game as much as they did was really, I guess, uh, a testament to the defense. That Yeah, kinda, really, yeah they came out. Physical and ready to play. But, I yeah, mean, after Notre Dame came out in the second half and three and out, three and out, they just wore down the defense, and that lost them the game. Yeah. Me and Aaron talked a little bit about this uh, during the game. We are here together. Justin usually joins us from Alabaster like he is now. But um, we talked about was this Notre Dame staying in this game more of a testament to Notre Dame being better than we thought they were or Georgia being worse than we thought they were. And we came to the conclusion it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm going to say, we did say uh, more so Notre Dame being better than we thought they were, but when looking back at how one-dimensional this offense is. Yeah, I mean, really, you got to think about. On Georgia. Yeah, Georgia yeah. didn't really capitalize on the opportunities that they had. Yeah, Georgia should run away with this game plenty of times. Yeah, and it if, felt that way. And if you look back at the two fourth downs that Brian Kelly should have kicked a, a field goal, but instead he decided to go for it. I, you know, he makes both well, of those and it's a tied game. Yeah, I mean, then you just got to think about maybe if he gets a good snap on that first uh, fourth attempt try, maybe they get it. But, maybe. yeah, I mean, those those are risky calls, and I think he yeah, felt – I just don't understand that play call. Being on the road, you, yeah. get, the, you get the put points on the board first at – at number three, uh, you know, I just don't understand why you don't take the points. I guess he thought this was his best bet because he knew – I think he knew, you know, if they 
lose this game, there's no way they're making the playoffs. So he just kind of threw it all out there. Yeah, they're definitely um, out of the playoff picture, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah. I agree with that. Without a conference championship, there's – I don't see there being there being a way for them to come back. The committee yeah. seems to really value conference championships, and with the L already on their record, and maybe another one coming when they meet Michigan, um, I could just I don't I don't see them getting in regardless, even if they blew Michigan out of the water, especially out of, after today. They will need a lot of help. Let's just say that a yeah. lot of help. So let's just keep going through the list here. Um, LSU took care of business against <laughs> Vandy. So uh, Joe Burrow doing his thing again today. Six uh, touchdowns. to 38. Yeah, six touchdowns. I think it was five of those coming in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely I mean, a new LSU team. It really if, is. Uh, if you would have told me they would have been – that Vandy would have put 38 up then uh, – I mean, last year. Yeah. Then yeah. I'd say there's no way that LSU wins, but – when yep. you put up 66, it's hard to beat. Yeah, five touchdown passes in the first half alone, uh, four of those coming in the first quarter. <laughs> so uh, by the second quarter, they were already up so big, they were taking yeah, it pretty easy. Probably those 38 points, too. I mean, those are just trash points because LSU was up so big. So you they had were, backups they coming were, in. They were up big, but I still think that says something about the defense not finishing today. Yeah. Because at one point this game was uh, 28-7. Well, at one point it was 28-10. And, and um, I believe Vandy got, it got to 38. Back. Yeah, it was yeah. like 38-10 at one point, I think. and then Yeah, Vandy actually jumped out in the lead uh, in the first yeah. quarter. 7 nothing. Didn't do much after that. But it did seem to let this 0-3 Vandy team put up 38 on an LSU defense was a little unsettling. Yeah, they eventually finished, <laughs> yeah. obviously, but they just let them hang a little longer than they should have. Yeah, I mean, I'm still – I remember when Joe Burrow came out in the preseason saying, this is going to be an LSU team that's going to be scoring 50 points. We're going to be the best offense in the country. I still can't believe it's happening right now. I would have never thought an LSU team would score 66 points against an SEC team. No, me neither. Yeah, I imagine it was pretty hard for people to see Tua sling it last year where didn't even have to play the starters in the second half and yeah. beat everybody by 40. So so moving on, we got um, Florida taking care of business over Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt, things are not getting better for him. As the Gators <laughs> beat the Vols 34-3 to today. <laughs> A lot of people had this um, – as an upset, and I oh gosh, I can't I believe never why. understood that. I, I I never really heard good reasoning why, but I don't um, either. I'm glad I. <laughs> I, wasn't I mean, with influenced. with Felipe Franks out, this looks like a better Florida offense. I mean, the yeah, dude man, they have in really the dude they have in there now, he had a great day. Yeah. Uh, Trask was in there. He Kraft, uh, went twenty yeah. for twenty-eight, two hundred ninety-three yards, two touchdowns. Two interceptions, but uh, those were obviously I mean, predictable as Tennessee yeah. only put up three on the board. That may go different with a better team, but, you know, he's working the kinks out. <laughs> he didn't think he'd be here last week, so. No. Didn't they say it was like his first start since freshman year of high school? Yeah. Something crazy like that. <laughs> it was his first year since, first start since high school. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. So, um, 
Tennessee, though, not looking very good. Uh, Guantanamo. How do you say his name? Guarantano. It's, uh... Yeah. I thought it was Garantino or something like that. It may be. It doesn't matter. Because people are not going to be talking about this guy. Uh, (laughs) QBR of 9.9. Two picks, zero touchdowns. He went 10 for 17, but, um... Yeah, they put uh, Mar in there, too. Four for 11, 44 yards, and then interception himself. So, (laughs) just, uh, ugly... Ugly performance, and I don't know I just, how you fix it. You can't. I don't think that the the, the right uh, solution is to fire Pruitt because you're just ruining another recruiting class and starting over. Yeah. And who are you going to get? Well, I mean, yeah. the problem nobody is nobody wants ten- this job. Tennessee's not going to win another game this year. I think they get one more, and I think they're not going to beat you. They're not beating UAB. No, they're not beating UAB. Not but I think today. they get UAB, one more. You'd be surprised me today with a win over uh, South Alabama. South, yeah, they whipped uh, them. You know, yeah. it's, I would I would go as far to say that's kind of a rivalry between the, like uh, the two lower. Yeah, and I think this was actually the first Alabama. time they met. Is it? I believe so because they were trying to figure out a name for what to call this uh, <laughs> this because uh, it's meeting. Like such. It'd be so obvious that it would be a bit. It would become a big rivalry. Yeah. Um, but they took care of business. I thought it would be a pretty pretty good game, but uh, I believe it was thirty eight to three or thirty five to three. Yes, I think yeah. it was. Might have been thirty five to three. It got thirty five to three. Yeah, got kind of out of hand. So um, good for UAB. I hope they keep on going, and maybe South Alabama will get something together one day. But don't hold your <laughs> breath. Yeah, they almost had something when they beat. Uh, when they almost beat Nebraska to knock them off, that would have been funny. Yeah, yeah, they but quite come through though. Yeah, Nebraska's not really a good team, so not well. They did. Who did they beat earlier today? Illinois. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Illinois. Yeah. Did they pull that game out? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they were losing majority of that game. Yeah, they did pull it out. So I, I believe they went to three and one with their loss. Only lost to Colorado, I believe. Yep. Well, let's keep this moving here. Um, so next up, we've got California uh, mm. pulling it out over Ole Miss. Twenty-eight. This 20. was a crazy ending. <laughs> yes, it was, and one that uh, I was a little upset about because I had Ole Miss picked for our SEC pool. I did too. I did too. Only, only because it was an eleven o'clock game. It's early for those California boys. And it's, you know, I heard they were practicing indoors most of the week. They were. And yeah. I don't understand that. I the, thought they just this got a early new... game, the heat, it's going to get to it them. It was hot out there. And um, that's the only reason I decided to go with Ole Miss. But I, I did think it would be a good game. And um, that ending, yeah, that, that was shocking. I mean, I, I thought he got in on that touchdown pass. I thought he did too. And yeah, there was no – The first look – I, I didn't think he did, but the more they've replayed it, when he tucked the football, I thought he landed I, over I the did plane. Too. And how they didn't review that blows my mind. Well, but. the problem is Ole Miss had to run up to the ball so fast. Is that yeah, and but every – yeah, they should, I know. they should have immediately stopped play. They're supposed to look at every – They're supposed to. Touchdown. Play. Well. Well, the so problem is it wasn't a score in play on the field, so they can't review it just yet. They marked them yeah, that short was, on the uh, field. 
That was Pac-12 officials, which did not have a good weekend. Uh, no, the Utah-USC <laughs> game? Oh, my well, gosh. 27 penalties, I believe, was in the Utah-USC game, and it was every time I looked up at the TV, there was a flag thrown. It was just atrocious. That might have been the worst officiating crew I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I actually uh, <laughs> I put out a tweet on Twitter saying that I wish that these stations would list the refs' names along with their Twitter handles <laughs> and every time a flag is thrown. So people would just bless them just out. That makes some good them. content. Yeah, I feel like they would run through officials a little more often if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, not too much to say about that one except Ole Miss is a not, a, not a good team again. No. Uh, let's keep on moving through these. Next up, we've got uh, Auburn and Texas a Let's come back to that one because uh, that's going to be the one we talk about. Yeah, don't give me – I'm excited about that Kentucky-Mississippi State is down my list. Okay, let's do that one. So, Kentucky-Mississippi State, you had Kentucky in this SEC pool. Um, I did. Terrible I decision. Why, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Um, mainly because Mississippi State was at home. They're both coming off a pretty bad loss. So, I should have went with Mississippi State. I, guess I didn't – uh, look into it enough. Um, yeah, especially with uh, Kylan Hill. He's a, a great um, running back for Mississippi State, and I, I saw that the week before and wrote that down and still didn't pay much attention like I should have. Yeah, Hill had uh, 26 carries, 120 yards, uh, only game. behind Schrader, the quarterback, with 11 carries on 125 yards. Uh, a lot of those coming from a 49-yard run. And Kentucky still, I believe they missed two field goals, I believe. And um, I believe they went into the red zone and turned it over. So it, And it was still a close game all the way to the end. And then Mississippi State scored one more time with, uh, I believe, under a minute left and put it away. Yeah, Kentucky was two for four on uh, the field goals as a team. Mm. Uh, two misses of those coming That's, from yeah. four. Uh, I don't know his first name, and I don't care enough to click chance on poor. it. Chance poor. <laughs> there you go. So. Poor chance is what it should be. <laughs> Missed two. Like, that's, I don't know. It's rough. Yeah, that kills so, you every time. Uh, I believe he did last week, too, against Florida. So Six yeah. points isn't going to win them the game, but it could have turned around some momentum. Did and they not have a turnover in their red zone? I believe so. The Smith definitely had an interception. I don't know that it came in the red zone. Okay. Uh, but uh, Schrader went 17 for 22, 180 yards passing. Um, no touchdowns and an interception. But um, good win for Mississippi State. Uh, they needed to bounce back. So um, Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about them next week. You know, you, you never know what you're going to get from State. They'll probably come out scrappy starting off against Auburn. So we'll see. They, they, try, they usually play them hard, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. After this, this is one that doesn't need talked about much either. Uh, Missouri. Taking care of business over South Carolina, thirty-four to fourteen. Um, I had South Carolina picked. <laughs> I Terrible had South decision. Carolina picked only because. Terrible man! What the, are y'all doing? Hey, can you can you give me a second? <laughs> the only re- hey, the only reason I had them picked is just for the points. Yeah, so uh, I've said this before on the show, but if you're a ten point or more underdog, only, it's worth three points if they win. But they were so only nine and a half point favorites, though. Yeah, but we round up. Oh, if that's okay with you. Yeah. So if it's 9.5, we go to 10. Oh, it didn't oh, help you, so. It did not help us because they got thumped today. Yeah. Well, they, well, yeah. They, they, they got did. thumped. 
Well, how, how about we only, talk about this, though? They missed or a field goal, ahead. so they were only done by three. And then yeah. they, I believe they were on their nine, and then he throws a, a 99-yard pick six. Yeah, and, it was 100 yards. It was oh, it was 100 yards? in the end zone. So after that, and it was it was not even close. I don't know who he was throwing it to. It I don't was know either. a terrible, it was just, he threw it well, right to him, 100 yards. And after that, that's when they started getting thumped. They were, they said, forget this. Did right. y'all see the crazy play where South Carolina had the ball and it was close to their own end zone? And so he throws it. It gets batted up in the air. He catches yes. it and throws it down, and Missouri picks it up and scores it for a touchdown. We I've never seen something like that. The upper TV – so it was muted, and I couldn't hear what they were saying. We've got uh, five from, TVs up on the wall here. <laughs> but from what I understand, they when he batted the ball, this from what I understand, he threw it. The ball got batted, and yep. when he he they counted that he, as a catch. But see, that didn't look back. like a catch. It was not a catch, in my opinion. It was not. But he, yeah. he didn't take a step, and he didn't hold it for longer than two seconds. He, I don't. He, yeah. he grabbed it on the sides and threw it down. Like, it was a smart play, in my opinion. And yeah, I didn't. I don't I didn't know, agree with that call. I don't know how they got a, 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 a completion from that, but, <laughs> yeah. Because at the beginning, that's that was the their first drive, I believe. Because, um, um, well, I'm trying to think of who we're talking about. Uh South Carolina. South Carolina and who? Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. Missouri. So Missouri drives down on the first uh, drive, and they get to the one, I think, on the fourth and goal, and they they hold them. And I believe that was a second play after that. So that was South Carolina's first drive, and that happens after the defense holds them, and then they give the score to them anyways. <laughs> and then South Carolina still stays in there, and I guess – after that interception, they just they had enough of stuff not going their way. Yeah. Yeah. And then they rolled over and got thumped. I know when you watch as much football on any given Saturday as we do that you're going to see some bad calls. But this oh, weekend man. felt like there was a lot more. That yeah. was a terrible call. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, we had uh, San Jose State getting no. the upset <laughs> over Arkansas. Who's a worse team, Arkansas or Tennessee? That's a good question. Oh. You know, I would have said Tennessee before this week, but mm, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch much of this game because I figured they would take care of business. But boy, was I wrong. They they didn't even come close. Well, they did at the end. Well, but for the first yeah. half, they were getting thumped. Yeah, no, and they were. And every time I looked up at the looked up at the TV, it was like another highlight for a San Jose State player. They were just more physical, just big hit after big hit. It was it was not just a points game. They absolutely manhandled them on the front line. They came to play, and Arkansas did not. No, they Arkansas did not. wasn't ready. They felt like they lost this game when they showed up. It's just, I don't know. It's like I mean, this is like a new thing for Arkansas. Now, I mean, they lost that game to, what, Colorado State last year? Uh, North Texas last year on that fake punt. Yeah. And then now they lose to this. Yeah, fake fair catch. That's what I'm trying to say. And now they lose to San Jose State. I mean, it's not going well for Arkansas or Tennessee. No. So, uh, uh, their quarterback had five interceptions. Is that uh, Starkle? Mm -hmm. Nick Starkle. Yeah, so uh, five interceptions in the game. Mm -hmm. And 
you throw five interceptions to the game and you're not going to win that game. You shouldn't. No. Yeah, so uh, just so <sighs> embarrassing game. One it's person in the, the SEC pool picked uh, San Jose State and they got three points out of it. But but that was because they were dead last. <laughs> Which now I'm... I'm so yeah, now me and you are tied with a few others for last, but we, yeah, we can the, come on back. Arguably the people who know the most about football, or at least what's going on. Us, Yeah, us three keep in touch with it more than anybody else in that group, and all, none of us are doing well. Even if y'all don't, <laughs> well, even if well, y'all don't hey, think me, we know what we're talking about, we at least try and keep up. <laughs> Nobody else in this pool does. Yeah. And hey, give me benefit of the doubt, though. all dead last. This was only my second week. Y'all started before me, so I came in late. Yeah, you came in two weeks late. Yeah, so. So you're dead, dead last, but. I can't help that. You can't help that, yeah. So, uh, but before we get into Auburn uh, and the Texas A&M game, Justin, would you like to do your famous segment, Night Needs to Know? Night Needs to Know. Okay. (laughs) We need to get theme songs for all our segments. Yeah, we need to. (laughs) Now, next week, y'all. I think we should make our own. That's true. Oh we should God. just come up with our own songs. So. Okay, next week, all of y'all have to record yourself singing. I don't know why I said this. And you have to send it to me. I'll plug it in yeah. starting next week. Now this is looking like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know why I speak sometimes. <laughs> we got to do it. You have to write your own lyrics, and you have to sing it. Oh, no. All right. So here's my first question for all right, Night, night needs to, to Know. know. Let's Here we go. I think we should get a fan to write the lyrics. Nobody's going to do that. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a little help for this one. But this is a good you question. Shoot that down so quick, though. <laughs> I wanted you to shoot it down. I mean, I knew it was coming, but man, that oh, was man. heartbreaking. Yeah. Go ahead, Justin. All right, question number one. I got a little help for this one, but here it is. If Michigan fired Harbaugh, would you hire him? So this is a good question that we talked about a little bit earlier. And it's, you know, it depends on what your program is. If you're Alabama, you're not going to hire him. But you're, I mean, if you're Tennessee, yeah, you're going to take him. I don't don't, don't think a Power 5 team takes him. If I'm Auburn and I get rid of Gus at the end of the year, let's say they throw throw away every game the rest of the season. I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't think he does. No, I do not take Harbaugh. I don't think, I don't I don't think a Power 5 team that wants to compete will take a chance on him. The dude's no, just a weirdo. He, all, of his, <laughs> all of his little ticks and stuff that he does that is weird, it's cute when you're winning. And when you're losing, you look like a jerk, <laughs> to put it nicely. So, uh, yeah, so no. I, yeah, you look... You, you look crazy. It's what you are, and yeah. he looks crazy right now. A uh, little stat on uh, Harbaugh that Aaron has here for us. So he is eight and eleven versus ranked opponents. Not he is good. One in three in bowl games. He is one in nine versus top ten ranked teams, mm. and zero oh and four versus Ohio State. And I don't Yikes. see how they get that win over Ohio State this year. There's no, no way. I don't see it. And this was I don't the think... year I thought they would. And like, you know, going into the season. You yeah, know, with Urban a, gone. Yeah, with Urban gone, new quarterback, you would think, like, t- this is a year he's going to get it done. And 
he has more than disappointed. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question, though. I'm going to say if you're a good program that you're going to probably steer clear of this guy. I think yeah. that – now, Michigan, he's not bad enough to fire. Michigan's not going to fire him. They're not. But I th- could easily see him running home to the NFL. I, th- I think any – I think if he was anywhere else in the country and he performed like this, I think he – at a program like that, I think he would be fired after this year. But yeah. The, the one fact that, that he is – you know, he went to Michigan and – he they fought so hard to get him and all the you know all the drama that went into it. I think that's the only reason he buys himself another year. Think back to when uh, Michigan State, I mean, when Michigan fans were wanting to give him a lifelong contract. That is laughable. I wish they would have. That'd have been hilarious. <laughs> that is laughable. But the stat that sticks out most to me on that is eight and eleven versus ranked opponents. Yeah, that's not top twenty-five. Yeah. That is that's ranked, ranked opponent. So that's top yeah. twenty-five. You're saying that's not top I mean, ten. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that is yeah. top twenty-five. That's not top ten. Yeah. Top ten, they're only one and nine. Yeah. Mm. So, but eight and eleven against ranked opponent. Like, come on now. That's. Yeah, that's that's not good. If you're wanting to <laughs> compete at a playoff caliber level, you can't be giving away games like that. Those are the games that matter. So. Um, yeah, the way that they've played the last couple year, few years underneath him is it's still surprising and, that people give him the, as much credit as they do. Yeah, the, the fact they get where they were. Yeah, I the mean, fact they get this I agree much with hype, it, but if they keep performing like this, they're gonna they're gonna lose that quickly. Yeah. Well, what's our next question, Mister Knight? All right, question number two. So at this point, we might as well say that Jeremy Pruitt and Chad Morris are going to be fired. It's just a matter of time. So if you're Tennessee and Arkansas, who are you hiring next? Oh, goodness gracious. So um, who am I hiring That is a next? hard question because I think that changes on a, you know, that, that can change so quickly. It could. Um. Well, let's see here. So if I'm Tennessee, I'm probably just staying in the house. So I'm getting rid of him, and I'm giving it back to Fulmer. Wow, okay. Because who else are you going to give it to? Nobody wants that job. Philip Fulmer wants the job. He's just buying his time until he kicks Pruitt out and takes back over because he feels like he was let go too early anyways. And I'll probably just let him do it if I'm Tennessee. He's He's got a name you know, with them, it's probably better than any other coach you're going to get. Hmm. Good question. Now, if I'm – th- I still don't think they should – I mean, how many how many years has Pruitt had? Just two? Or three? This is his second this is year. His second year. Yeah. So no, I, I think Chad Morris is going to be gone. It's just a matter yeah. of time. I yeah. think that's a better, better chance of him getting gone than uh, – than uh, Pruitt this year. So I'm trying to think. That's so if I'm I Arkansas, have... I'm going to try to go with a guy that is young and fresh and is going to bring in recruits. That's so I would I'm... get your Bill yeah. Clark-esque guy. That's what I was yeah, just that's thinking. that's what I'm thinking. Like, you've got to yeah. go for a, a group of five team, um, a group of five coach that's a little younger and has a good 
reputation, good history, and give him a shot. I think that's all you can do, really. You just, you know, that's what I would do. A young guy who's got a decent record and a good reputation, and just give him a shot at the at the big stage, see how he performs. Yeah, why not? I mean, that maybe um, maybe you try to him. maybe try to scoop up Gus if he was to get fired. Yeah, you know somebody like that, <laughs> but I don't know that Gus would take the job at Arkansas because I well, think hey, he could get hired somewhere else. I don't know of where she would get. Like, yeah. Where they where love else him. Could Gus go where he would? Arkansas loves Gus. Yeah. Arkansas does love Gus. I, I mean, it would be a great get for them. Yeah, yeah, well, it would. Yeah, it would for them. I think. I think it'd be probably the best hire they could make. That is given if Auburn fires them right now. They look like a team that could compete for the national championship. And if that's happening, they're not. He's not going to he be. He ain't fired. going anywhere. No. Yeah, if he splits Alabama Georgia, he's not going anywhere. No, so he just buys nope. an extra year that. You know, every time he which can do he, that, he does he that, yeah. yeah. But if if Auburn was to drop this week against Mississippi State, that seed gets hot quick. I think if he yeah, if he quick. loses Auburn and Georgia and then another game, yeah, it gets it gets hot. What else you got for us, uh, Justin? All right. So after, so let's see, through four games, if you had to pick one team from the West from. Auburn, LSU to upend Alabama. Who would you go with so far to win the West? To, if we had to pick one team in the West, um, based on what? Out of well, just Auburn and LSU, those two teams to win the West. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Out of Auburn, or LSU. Yeah. I would probably go with. Mm, that's a hard one. Probably go with Auburn right now. Really? Um, See, if I had to go with win the West, I think I think LSU's got a better chance of uh, staying cons- consistent enough to win the West. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I would go beating Alabama because when I think about uh, – man – when I think about uh, both of those matchups, LSU versus Alabama and Auburn versus Alabama, I think of Auburn's D-line versus Alabama's O-line, and that's not a good matchup for Bama. Yeah. Not the way that Auburn's D-line played today. Oof, and, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, and then when I look at Alabama-LSU, I look at the DBs. But, yeah, I think – yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I think I would have to go the best shot at winning at beating Alabama and winning the West. I would go with LSU. If I had to go with just the best shot at beating Alabama, I think Auburn has the better matchup there. So right now ESPN.com has um, LSU having a 71.9% chance of beating Auburn, and I think that is incredibly high. That is – I'd say that's pretty, pretty high for right now. Yeah, it's it early in the season, the way they just – Beat Texas A&M. I think that's pretty high. Yeah. Now we said, well, I think we said last week that this is always a little wonky, but that is yeah. that is quite stunning to me because I think it would be more like a 55% chance. I think 60. it would be more 60-40 or maybe 62, you know, something like that, but I don't see 70. I don't see it getting above that 65% at all. 
Well, then let's jump into talking about all that is a big difference. Those five, yeah. that five percent is a big difference. Yeah, it is. Let's talk about the Auburn Texas A&M game today. So, Auburn uh, looking good, taking care of business. Yeah, I tell you what, because I just saw this stat, and Auburn had lost eight straight games to ranked teams on the road. And just to think of how they came out jumping on the gun and the way they came out against A&M. I mean, I, I got to give it to Gus coming out with the scripted plays, especially with the verse with Schwartz scoring on that touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, the start of the game, these plays were great. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, the defense. Of course, I had my worries, you know, about, you know, is the D-line going to finally come through and be the D-line everybody's predicting them to be? Man, they had let – me, let me just throw out some stats here. So their leading rusher was Kellen Mond with 26 yards. I mean, the D-line and that was on managed nine carries. the whole game. Yeah, that was nine carries. They had no rushing game. And so Mond had to throw it 49 times. And that's, you know, the reason Auburn was able to win this game. And the only reason it was close because he had those trash points towards the end. Yeah, and so a uh, stat that I found that was pretty interesting. This is the first time since 1974 – Auburn has two wins over ranked teams in its first four games of the season. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 1974, that was against number 14, Tennessee, number 16, Miami, Florida. And then this year, obviously, Oregon and Texas A&M. I, I mean, definitely I still... think Auburn looked much better, but I was very oh, surprised at how bad Texas A&M looked. Oh, my gosh. They, they I was were... very and they... surprised. I mean, they had 12, 13 penalties. They were so uh, yeah, that it looked rough for them. That's, that's pretty surprising. I mean, they just continued to shoot their well, in the foot and uh, couldn't get anything I th- going. I think the game plan was we're going to Auburn's defensive plan was we're going to stop the run. We're going to let Kellen Mond beat us. I mean, he had a he had a good stat line, but as you can see, <laughs> that worked. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I remember saying in their uh, opening game against Texas State. Um, I believe it was mm-hmm. was you was gone somewhere, and so I was just texting you yeah, about you it. Yeah, you were texting me and telling me like and Texas said, A&M doesn't look real good. I was like, what? I, said, I remember saying I said <laughs> I'm not impressed with this Texas A&M yeah. team at all. Um, and I think that 75 million guaranteed is a lot of money to be sitting at two and two right now uh, to be paying yeah, Jimbo it, Fisher. It is, yeah. I mean, you got to think about Jimbo Fisher and. Just all this hype that was coming in with him, and he really hasn't done anything with Kellen Mond. You, you expected a lot, a lot of improvement from him from last year. See, I thought he and, was improving a lot until this game, and then this game yeah. was like, what happened? Like he just went complete. He just went backwards. He got exposed. He did. Um, and if you just look at it on paper, you don't see that. Thirty-one for forty-nine with three hundred and thirty-five yards and two touchdowns. That all came when they were down 28-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Yes. And they and just started throwing in. Right. And it just, um, I don't know, it just wasn't impressive. It, he couldn't really get anything going when it mattered. And um, the defense just had a hard time Man. stopping them. Auburn came out there in the first drive and scored quickly. And yeah. that I, set the tone of the game, and the tone never changed. I mean, not much from Bo Nix today that you can say. I mean, he was 12-20. 100 yards, one touchdown. His QBR was only 40. 
Yeah, everybody was talking but, about like how he just had a, such a great game, and I I did think he looked yeah. a lot better. I think he did. It necessarily just wasn't like you know incredible or anything. I just think he made a lot better decisions. Yeah, for a true freshman uh, quarterback. I agree. I mean, I understand the overthrows. It's already that's happening. He's he's anxious. He's a true freshman. He'll get that down later on in the season. But I think. Gus came out with great play calls, but the only thing that worries me is anytime Auburn gets a good lead, his play calling just—I mean, it goes up and then it just goes down when they get it's a lead. Very conservative. I just, once yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, it is. I don't understand some of these play calls. I mean, when we started out running the reverses, you know, A&M didn't see that coming, and then we mm-hmm. still kept doing this. A&M knew it was coming every single time. I was like, we got to run something else, some powers. I mean, start throwing the ball down the field a little more, I but. See. I know he's been doing it for seven years and longer than that now, but yeah. you still see flashes of uh, an old high school football coach. You, you do, do. And, and it's something that, you know, you thought he would have learned his lesson in the 2013 BCS National Championship against Florida State. After when, they blew uh, that big lead. Yeah. Blew a big lead playing too conservative. Um, mm-hmm. But it just seems like there wasn't any lessons learned. It's still very conservative play. Um with that said, I think this is all. This is his best team he's had. I think I agree, just because of how this is the best defense Auburn's had, and I, I mean, it's been a long time since they've had a defense like this. Yeah, I think and, if Bo Nix continues to improve, that that statement will become true. I don't know that I can say that right now, just because of his, uh, him being too young to. Uh, really see how he's going to handle other big games, but I mean he did. Yeah. He handled it quite well today. So he did well today. Yeah, I but I mean, could easily be a true statement. Yeah, this this D line Auburn has put together is absolutely incredible. I mean, Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson. I mean, those are two. They're, you could see top ten picks going in the draft next year. I mean, and big cats coming off the edge. It's it's makes me hopeful for the rest of the season, especially when sometimes the offense isn't going to get it going when you have yeah, a defense seen, like this. I've seen a lot of people on uh, – a lot of Alabama fans on Twitter talking about, you know, we're getting nervous for this Iron Bowl this year. <laughs> so, you know, it, always a little unlucky when we're when uh, Alabama is playing at Jordan-Hare. So. Yeah, but, see, well, I, would, like I, I wouldn't I worry. Earlier, I, I think Alabama's a better team talent-wise yeah. and all that. But – it's just not a good matchup. Yeah. Being at Jordan here with a weak, with a banged up offensive line, a weak offensive line, and against a defensive line in Auburn that's just that's playing see, the, their ass off this year. The thing you'll have an advantage going to y'all is just these wide receivers. I mean, our DBs, that's our you know, weakness on the defense. I just at this point don't see some of our DBs covering your wide receivers. And, I mean, Mon had time in the pocket today. I mean, there's plenty of times he was just sitting back there forever. The defensive line against the rush was great. But, I mean, certain times against the pass, the pass rush, pass rush wasn't really there. Yeah, so uh, I think um, Aaron has an interesting post by Bleacher Report today. When I oh, yeah, that. I saw this on um, Instagram. And, uh, like I said earlier, people were talking about how great of a – how great – uh, Bonex played and all, and like I said, I didn't think he was anything special. He just made a lot better decisions. <laughs> yeah. But their post 
is of Bo Nix, and it says Auburn freshman QB Bo Nix is generating Cam Newton level buzz. The caption says Bo Nix is a, is as electric as Cam Newton at QB, and he is starting for Auburn as a true freshman. And I, mean, I will say I think that is a terrible take. I think <laughs> that's blasphemy. Right yeah, there. yeah. I mean, I think people forget how incredible Cam Newton was his one year at Auburn. I think but, they do. But, We're coming up on nearly 10 years since we've seen Cam Newton on the field, and I know that's a lot of time that's passed, but Cam Newton was a sensational athlete. I, I think he is probably the best that I've ever seen in the college level for what he could accomplish in one in year. In one season, yeah. I will and just say, one season. if there was anybody I could just pick for quarterback of all time in one season, it would be 2010 Cam Newton. Yeah. Like, I would say Tebow had a better career, but that's only because he had a career and wasn't one season. That's the only reason. Yeah, I mean, just before. to think what yeah. he, what so, Cam but, did for Auburn. I mean, just to bring them a national championship yeah, is incredible. Been done in what, like fifty-two years at that time? Yeah, since like, like fifty. Yeah, since like fifty-four or something. You know. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. I, I just thought that was uh, how you go from. Um, I don't, I don't. I just don't know how you get to that take. Cause I don't. There's no reason that post should still be up. No. I mean, that is. And what was his stats on the day? Uh, he was twelve for twenty. Twelve for yards. Twenty. The, yeah. I don't. I don't get like how that. And he rushed for thirty-eight yards on twelve. <laughs> yeah, I don't 12 see carries. how that's electric as Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. Not coming back and beating Alabama when they were down twenty-one nothing. You know, that's just. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody, calm down. You know. I think everybody does need to calm down, and everybody is acting a little crazy, but they're not acting as crazy as these people I'm about to tell you about in my segment of the day, <laughs> mismanagers. Oh god. Yeah. Is that a good Let's segment? You go like that? I yeah. Love this one's it. this one's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mostly, uh, my favorite part was listening to Justin trying to justify why there was teeth in the wall. It was nineteen ten. People really liked that. I, I sure hope they would. They, I'm, I'm really interested in what you got for us today. They really yeah. people seem to really like that uh, that argument between us and trying to figure out just what you were talking about with fifty people producing a thousand beef <laughs> and how it it was explainable because it happened in the 1930s. And I still don't know what you're trying to get at, and I'm not going to try to get into that now. So we've got all new things. I was just so let's. Yeah. I was just, uh, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Tune in. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even want to try to explain it? I don't think no, it's I'm worth not. trying. <laughs> no, it'd take too long. If you haven't heard that, you definitely need to go check it out on last week's. Yes, episode yeah, two. Or you might not want to. <laughs> you do. I mean, just for my pretty sake. Good. Pretty good content. I mean, they're probably sitting there thinking, teeth in the wall. What kind of <laughs> psychos am I listening? I thought I was tuning in to listen to some football. So I nearly had another teeth for teeth story for you oh, man. this past, this or today. Uh, I decided to sit on it, though, because I found three stories that I thought thought were better. So we may get more teeth talk next week. We'll see. <laughs> teeth talk. But, That'll be the name of each segment. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, how would you guys feel? Have have you ever flown? Yeah, I know you have, yes. Aaron, and you have Justin. Uh, okay. So, what would yes. you think if you went to board your plane? The oh, plane no. was late. I think I know where you're going. The, the, <laughs> the plane was late, but you got there late too, and you said, "Hey, uh, the plane hasn't taken off yet, right?" And they say, "No, because the pilot's missing." And because, but <laughs> don't worry, because a passenger has volunteered to fly it. 
Oh my gosh. I've been, I would say that's illegal. Canceling. Um, I'm canceling my flight. I'm out of there. <laughs> well, I would call and get a life insurance policy. Um, <laughs> well, that's exactly what Michael Bradley did. He decided because the pilot was AWOL, he was going to fly him oh and all the passengers gosh. to Spain. I'm really glad Michael can just make these okay. decisions. <laughs> okay, so what is the. What's the flight? I mean, who are we All talking right, so American the, Airlines it's an, here? It's an easy jet flight, and it's okay, going from okay. Man- Manchester to Alicante, I believe is how you would say that. <laughs> well, I guess this, this is making a little more sense now. Okay, so... Uh, I, mean, I don't know how all these make sense to you in any way. But <laughs> because a, it's, a pri- it's a private jet company. It, private jet, it are we talking jet? here? Did it say private? No, this is not I a don't private know. jet. Yeah, this is not I mean, private. Well, okay. So how many people are on this flight? Does it matter? Yes. That what does if it's matter. just one? Uh, no, it's a lot of people. Okay. So I'm just going to read you all the article as I typically Even do. if it's just one, that man's life doesn't matter? This comes from... He's going to let Michael take it over? <laughs> this comes from Sky News, <laughs> which uh, apparently is a website that talks all about plane news, which I found pretty funny. But anyways. That's pretty cool. Um, so Michael Bradley, who works for EasyJet, announced to, announced to his fellow passengers from the tarmac of Manchester Airport that he had offered to step in and fly them all to Alicante in order to avoid a two-hour delay. How many people got off the flight? Two hours? Yeah, it was it? just two hours. That's all he had to work. Wait. Michael Bradley, who works for Easy, uh, no, I just read that part, sorry, pointing to his wife and son sitting in row 15 of the plane, the airman said she had learned of the delay before they set off the airport from home and told him with a punch to the back of the head at 3 a.m. <laughs> so uh, right here it has a Facebook <laughs> post by uh, one Michelle Hannah Potts that uh, has a photo of the plane being inside the plane where you can see there's a good amount of people in there. Uh, said, it could only happen to me. Got to the airport and our flight is delayed a couple of hours. Then I happened to look at the original time and it changed to gate closing. Had to lay it across the airport to get it on the flight. Get to boarding and ask the guy at the desk what's going on. And he said, oh, your pilots are going missing, but a guy that's going on your flight is going to fly the plane. Really casually. <laughs> Luckily, the guy was actually a pilot. So uh, well, That's good. So Michael is a pilot, um, but... <laughs> He's he's not the he was a, not the 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 scheduled pilot. Yeah, I thought they have to go through several um like they have to be checked for like like you have to make they have to make sure they get eight hours of sleep and you have yeah. to make sure your blood sugar and all that. There's language you, barriers depending on where you're landing, stuff like that. Like, but I thought uh, they had to check all of that before you can even Well get I, through. Well, this I have is, you, I have you right here what they had to check to get him to fly the plane. Okay. Oh man. Uh, this is what Michael said. He said, so I phoned up EasyJet and said, hiya, I'm standing in the terminal doing nothing, and I'd very much like to go on holiday. And if you need a favor, I'm standing here ready to go. And they said, we'll phone you back. And they did. And then they said, uh, he said, with their official request, this is what they said, please, please, pretty please, with a big cherry on top, could you fly the plane to Alicante? <laughs> I don't think they said this that. This isn't. This isn't real, is it? Is this real? <laughs> this story I believe is real, real, but I don't believe. I that. think I, that he made that part up. But yeah, he I said that. Trying to be funny. He said they did call him back in thirty-eight seconds. Thirty-eight seconds. <laughs> Which also sounds like was he really watching for thirty-eight seconds? I think this See, guy's no, a bit of a lunatic, and he should never be know. allowed to fly. <laughs> yeah. That's my personal opinion. But see, I don't know what the rules and regulations are for. You know, this is out of Europe, correct? Right. Yeah. 
So I don't know what it is. So <laughs> I guess they're like, we just got to find somebody. <laughs> well, luckily, and so they were desperate. Luckily, he apparently was a real pilot because he got them to their destination safely. But it must have been I, a rough flight. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Uh, so for my next story of mismanagers, this woman from Connecticut got two DUIs in one day. Mm. Wow. So we all know someone who has gotten a DUI. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know anyone oh, yeah. who has gotten two in one day? No, because the people I know that get DUIs go to jail because <laughs> they don't have anybody else that's going to pick them up. <laughs> so this is an article that comes from Audi.com. And uh, it starts out a little something like this. A woman in Connecticut not only got arrested for drunk driving, but she got arrested twice in the same day. And the two arrests were within hours of each other. Uh, Ellen Needleman <laughs> O'Neill, 64 years old, wow, is from Wilton, Connecticut, a city about 55 miles northeast of New York City. She was arrested Saturday afternoon after driving drunk in a parking lot and hitting a parked car. (laughs) Needleman O'Neill was charged with a DUI in possession of a controlled substance after police said her blood alcohol level registered close to .23, nearly three times the legal limit, which I believe is .08. Yeah, that math checks out. They also found codeine pills in her bag. She was released mm-hmm. with a written promise to appear in court at a future hearing. <laughs> written promise. I imagine with bail, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But a short eight hours later, Needleman O'Neill was pulled over yet again. This time, her alcohol level came in at .09, so it went down but still over the legal limit. And yeah. well, not as high as the first time, she is still more than the legal limit. She was again charged with a DUI while operating a motor vehicle and driving without a license following her second arrest. <laughs> she was able to post her $230 bond and was then released. Needleman O'Neill is scheduled to appear in court on September 17th. So, <laughs> after two DUIs, getting picked up twice, her, bo- her bond was still only $230. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah, so I thought that uh, that was pretty funny. But this brings me to my final and biggest surprise of oh, mismanagers. Yeah. Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates. Why would you <laughs> ever tell someone that? <laughs> so I told Aaron before the show, I've got one that's weirder than finding teeth in the wall. And this is that a um, student, I believe it was like a girl, a little girl, gave Okay, how old girl? is she? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How if she old? can bake She's cookies and put... I was about to say, she baked the cookies and put the ashes in herself? It's probably not that little. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when I read this, I thought of like a second grader. Second grade? <laughs> but I don't think that was the case whatsoever. You're rethinking no. that logic now? <laughs> a student in Davis, California has claimed that around two weeks ago, she and a co-conspirator gave nine classmates cookies containing her grandfather's ashes. <laughs> At least some of the students oh were gosh. aware there were ashes in the cookies before they consumed them, police told the what? Los Angeles Times on Tuesday. So they were aware and, they, and still consumed them? And they still At least them. some of them knew. Mm, I wonder how ashes taste. When I hear this, though, I wonder <laughs> if she was like, Haha, yeah, I put ashes in these cookies. And so then they were aware. They are like, oh, yeah, whatever, Madeline or whatever this girl's name is. <laughs> is that what they <laughs> No, they don't, that's they what don't they, list uh, her name. Yeah, no, but that's what they... I can't, that's what they... Account them being um, aware is. I don't know. That's just joke. what I my theory. I don't know. I mean, that's a valid theory, but uh, I don't Still. know. Still, <laughs> I mean, your second grade 
theory. That was worse. A little bit, I mean, well, I don't know. They, <laughs> if she told other second graders, they probably don't know what ashes are. I don't know. Others Makes were apparently this, unaware and that they were would eat horrified them. when they found out. Yeah, I would be too. So far, it is unclear why the student felt motivated to bring desserts with human remains in them to school. Since the uh, cookies have already been eaten, it is also unclear how we can be sure they contained ashes at all. Although, a mm. classmate of the alleged per- perpetrator did say he didn't believe her until she pulled out the urn. Oh. So, she had the urn with her. Was it okay. I guess. What a thing to say. In a loaded appearance on Tuesday, the principal of Da Vinci Charter Academy maintained that there is no health risk to our campus or to anyone of our students. We regret that this story has been taken up by the media. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically saying, we're sorry that people heard about this. I'm sorry we got caught. Yeah. Golly, but that brings something me like this happen. Yeah, that brings me to my question to you both is how would you react if I was to bake you up some cookies? I said, congratulations on getting so many downloads on the podcast. Here is some cookies. And then I told you, oh, actually, there are human remains in these. I'd be mortified. Would you believe me, first of all? And then what would your reaction be when I pulled out? Well, probably with some of the stuff you've done before, Um, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You You wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if I put ashes (laughs) in cookies and fed them to you? I I know that I've done some... uh, (laughs) Justin, we really need to have a talk. So you're trying to justify teeth in a wall. You're saying it makes more sense when a guy just stands up on a flight. He's like, all right, I'll fly the plane. And now you're saying it wouldn't surprise you for someone to put ashes of their dead grandfather in your cookies? I mean, if you just, know I'm... if you know someone that that wouldn't surprise you, you should probably distance yourself a little farther. I would like to know what I've done to you to make <laughs> to make you think that I would it's do. It's all such just a, thing. a okay. joke. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't take it so seriously. You say some Gosh. crazy things Don't on this show, Justin. Don't take it so serious. What do you think? You think this is a laughing matter, Justin? <laughs> oh man! If well, apparently the school that, thought it I was. I one hundred percent think you were joking, but on at the same time, if you pulled out the urn, I would I would get worried. <laughs> I do, I wouldn't think that you would, but if you pulled that thing out. It would worry me. Okay, well, how I would about have second thoughts? How about this question? I is, wouldn't thought it. Was, I wouldn't think it would be your dead <laughs> grandfather, but no. It's I thought all... if anything, maybe he put ashes in here, trying to play a joke. Like, I, I don't know what I would. I wouldn't think that you would put ashes in there. No, that would not be my <laughs> no. first thought. It would. Yeah, it would no. surprise me. I can tell you that it would surprise <laughs> it would, me. It would surprise me too. Well, you said it wouldn't surprise you, so. Okay, oh I'm God. just joking around here. So give me Why a break. Were you joking? Right? Though? You're, I don't know, Justin. You're really starting to worry me. Oh my God! So I made a, a teeth in the wall shirt on the T Public website for us, and so now I'm gonna have to make one about Justin not uh, being surprised about ashes in my cookies. Yeah, <laughs> ashes in my cookies are no big deal. Don't even worry about it. Well, well let's get into uh, our. Killing me. <laughs> let's get into our final segment of the day. Um, this will be the final week we're ranking uniforms in the SEC. Next week, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll, we'll think of we something. We need to have a more, we still, I say this every week, we need to have a more planned, um, uh, we need to bring our favorite alternate like 
of all time, not just these lists. Yeah. We'll have to do that at a different time. So we're going with Brad Crawford's list again. This uh, was from four years ago, so it's not up to date. We, we have a few of our own we're going to inject in here. But so what is, is the list? This is uh, on Saturday Down South, ranking the season's best alternate uniforms in the SEC. But this was in 2015? Yeah. Season? Yeah. yeah. Four years ago. So, yeah, so ranking the 2015 alternate uniforms. Um, my all-time favorite uh, was debuted last year. I'll get to that at the end of this, but um, we're just going to run through these and uh, see what we think about them. Well, this starts at number six. So no, so there's only six. Ah, so okay. I guess you know, I guess the teams that um, didn't have any that year are not hmm. included. Okay. We can come up with some of our own. That's fine. Um, Interesting. But yeah, we'll just go through this list first, if that's fine. You got it pulled up there, Justin. This will be easier to yeah, rank. Tr- we can actually rank all six. And I'm trying also, to pull it up. Also, make sure that you're still recording too, because that would be quite a bummer. Yes, I've been checking, and I am still okay, great. recording. Great. Yeah, we had a little uh, malfunction earlier. You couldn't even tell it because my editing is so seamless. But uh, we had to, uh, we've missed about 10 minutes of content that we had to go back and redo. But that's okay. It's not like we have anything better to do at uh, 1244 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Okay, so um, number six, we've got South Carolina's tail feather helmet. Um, now, I've forgotten about this until I'm sitting here looking at it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. So the I black mean, the black jerseys and uniforms I'm a fan of. I like that yeah. blackout look. And I actually think these helmets kind of work with it. I like it's a yeah. white helmet and it's got um the uh, South Carolina red um and it's the the just the tail feather, the Gamecock tail feather, tail feather. But it actually looks pretty good. It looks kind of like a tattoo design. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good look. Yeah, I uh, well, it's pretty. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad as it could be, but it's not as good as it could be. I feel like it works. Yeah, how it is. It's a pretty pretty cool thing to go for. Also, this because most people wouldn't think to do a tail feather, but they actually pull it off pretty well. No. Yeah. Um. So number five, we have Florida's two sided helmet. Ooh, these are nice. So um, yeah, I think so too. So you have. Gator spelled out on one side, and then the Florida F on the other side. Um, not I think these look really here. good. Not, these, an I like them. It's not a, yeah, it's not a full uniform. Yeah, it's just helmet. You've yeah. got the orange jersey, and then you've got the white pants, um, which I like those I think the together. pants are a little different. They may be. And then you have the white helmet, and it's got a... Um, the stripe starts out as orange on the front and tra- uh, transitions to blue by the time you get to the back. And it's got... Gators on one side, the F on the other. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty clean, but I, too. I was yeah. expecting more for a altern- alternate uniform. Yeah, I think this list is just helmets. Is it just helmets? Well, yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee has their well, we're gray some, uniforms. Uh, technical difficulties. Okay, now we got some. Um, so we got Tennessee smoky gray. I'm to exit out of it and pull it back up. I think we got it going now. So we got Tennessee smoky gray uniforms. Um, for those who can recall, it was just uh, a real, a real nice shade of gray, um, it is, complemented yeah. by. It's a lot like their away jerseys, but replaced the white with gray. Is how I'd explain it. Yeah, it's real clean. Like we said, it's not that, not so much of that terrible orange. It's uh, or, yeah, it's Ooh. pretty clean. 
Yeah, it's it's minimalist and it kind of adds to it instead of um, overtakes you with that orange. Mm-hmm. I really like those. Yeah, I do too. Number three, we got LSU's white helmets. This is something they still do. They've done this for the past two yes. weeks this season, and it yeah. looks sharp. Yes. So you got I mean, the purple jerseys, which I adore. Love them. Yeah. You got the white pants with a purple stripe going down the sides, and you have the white helmet. I love. I love and the, and this is, yeah, this is my favorite helmet, and making it white, uh, I love it even more. Uh, moving on, we have uh, Texas A&M's Aggie Knights uniforms. Ooh. I forgot all about these. I but sure have. Was, they, were, they were good. I'm yeah. a big fan. So these were uh, blacked out, basically totally blacked out. Like it's The only white dark, you see is the SEC logo and the numbers on the jerseys. Yeah, it's a dark and gray Texas A&M. on top of the black. I really like that. Yeah, so you got dark gray stripes on the shoulder pads and pants. The helmet is my favorite part of it you have a black helmet yeah. and then the logo is just a slightly that do- real dark you can barely see it gray. yeah you have to look to see it and it just looks really good mm-hmm. looks very good number one Vanderbilt's deep water uniforms disagree <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah. About I don't know how I, this is number I one I really like the helmets the helmet looks good it's black it's got the silver anchor it's real shiny real sleek and I like the I like the anchor down on the pants, but everything else a little. Yeah, it's written out in text, anchor down on the pants, and then it's got it's it's just it's just kind of gray. It's a gray jersey. Yeah, that's really pants. it. I yeah. think Vandy's uniforms they wore today against LSU at home was much nicer than these. Yeah, I agree. So they wore all gray today with a little bit lighter helmet. And uh, it was it was pretty sharp. Thinking back on some of the other alternate jerseys we've seen in the past, of course we saw Georgia do the blackout. <laughs> that didn't work out very well in 2008 when they no, played Alabama. No, uh, we I saw, think it looked better for them. We but saw it does not it doesn't work for them. <laughs> we saw Alabama do um, the the uh, houndstooth numbers on the jerseys. I, I like that. Which is very subtle, but yeah, I like um, the subtlety. So you're keep you're still keeping the classic, but trying to do something with it yeah just houndstooth on the collar and numbers and then uh we have my favorite from this past year which is my favorite uniform combo of all time and yeah, it is the I will agree the 1914 throwbacks for lsu those are oh yeah where the um the helmets change color in the light it was the helmet depending on how you're looking at sounds... it and what the lighting is is either purple or oh, gold. here i've and got it, it yeah i've it, got it pulled up right here was it the white uniforms yes and it they were kind of like the purple it would be too much kind of kind of like how oregon can sometimes do like too much but it was it was perfect it was it was the best alternate alternate uniform i think that i've ever seen anybody wear and pull off in college yeah, I agree. No, it's beautiful. If you don't know what we're talking about, I urge you to look it up because it's it really is my favorite uniform of all time. Um, we've done a lot of uniform talk these past three weeks, though, and yeah. to people <laughs> listening to this, it probably sounds the exact same on everything. So next week, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's do let's think of something creative. We won't say anything right now, and we'll do uh, something else we talk about with every team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. But for now, I think that's the show, unless you guys have anything to add. That's what they call show business.
<laughs> no one else will get that but me and you. That was a inside yeah, I, joke. Yeah. You know? Uh, Justin said he would love to be a part of one someday. He I would, would love to be a part anyone of one. That was a Michael Scott quote, which was also an inside joke. So, um, If anyone has up, an inside joke you'd like to share with Justin, <laughs> please reach out to please him share at TGMPod on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can also find us <laughs> on uh, Patreon. We will have exclusive content coming up there soon for patrons. Um, let me see. I got my little list here that tells me everything I need to say. So let me just go ahead and pull that up. Yep, we often forget stuff, and um, after the show, we're like, we go all over the place. Yeah. Done that. Um, here's the first thing I tell myself to say: Thanks for listening. Uh, that's probably yeah, that's <laughs> that's good that's probably yeah, a good yeah. thing to say because there's yeah. no reason for you to be listening to us. Not at all. But uh, some people are, and we want to say thank you for that. Um, like I said, find us on social media. You can also message us in at um, gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. Um, wherever you listen, whether that be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or what have you, or YouTube, uh, subscribe for uh, more content. Let us so we can alert you when uh, we post new videos, uh, new episodes every Sunday. And leave a nice review if you like the show. And if you hate it, you can leave a rude one. Yeah. Leave a bad Please. review too. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Uh, you can also find also. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, once again. Um, uh, send in your questions. If you got any questions, let us know. If there's anything you want us to talk about. Yes, please yeah, send anything in, uh, at all. Topics. Do you have any teeth talk? Do you have teeth talk? You know, we may have gotten questions. I haven't checked the email since I made it. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> wow. Ne- okay. Next. Uh, Sorry for the ones who made some we'll questions them. out. I'm glad that you. Next weekend, or next week. I will check it. Everybody's just so let down. Right now. <laughs> if they sit, sent in anything, they'll never send anything in ever again. So Please send stuff that. in. Please, we would really I will, appreciate it. I will make sure that I get this email as well and check it. <laughs> I'll give it to all three of us so we can all... Keep uh, yeah, please. Keep tabs on it because I have not checked it since I created. Nick will no longer let you down. <laughs> I promise. That's a <laughs> promise. Uh, also, we have shirts at T Public. If you want to get a shirt talking about uh, anything to do with the podcast, really, like we said earlier, yeah, teeth. we made uh, teeth shirts. So yeah, you know, Alabama, Auburn, SEC teeth. Um, if you want ash pe- cupcakes. If you want, you want people to know that the dentist ash does hygiene we have a shirt for you. Uh, and it's very Spread ugly. awareness. I absolutely hate it, but my mom loves it, and she's uh, already bought one. Really? Yes, she thought it was hilarious. I said I that is the ugliest shirt I've ever I thought it was very funny. Life. Yeah, but we have some good-looking ones on there, too. So uh, check those out. And um, also, uh, we are doing some ticket giveaways uh, for Alabama and Auburn games. So check those out on the Facebook yes. page. We just gave away uh, Alabama football tickets to this game against Southern Miss this weekend to uh, our good friend Taylor. So uh, be sure to go on there, and it will show you how to join the contest. Just like, comment, subscribe, and uh, tag two people, and you'll be in the free drawing. So um, we've got an Alabama game up there now for senior night, and then we're going to have Auburn tickets up there soon. Uh, giving away those as well. So be sure to check that out. And shout out to Taylor who won the last giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, yeah that, I hope I hope they had a good time. Uh, luckily, they were Alabama fans, not Southern Miss fans. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they got to see uh, 
to a standout. So, um, yeah, but be sure to check that out, and we will see you next week. Said that uh, with a question like I didn't know. We will see you next week. Adios. <laughs> Y'all have a great week. <laughs>